Okay, we are uh, joined uh, this day with the ever impeccably dressed and always perfectly appointed Michael Algarico. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Michael brought the fan club, so thank you. Um, awesome. I have a bunch of announcements. They're all printed on the back of your bulletin, and all of them are really important. The one I want to highlight is the Passover Seder. Pay attention to that one and come. It's an awesome occasion. The other thing that I would ask of you this day is we've had a whole bunch of events here in the chapel, and people seem to enjoy leaving things in the book rack. So if you could assist us in doing a little extra housekeeping today. So it's worship book, it's Bible, it's worship book, and then just take out all the trash that's in there. Uh, and you can leave the trash at the end of the aisle. That'll be my responsibility. But uh, your help, that would be greatly appreciated. Oh, I think that's enough. Let's stand for our opening invocation. Having heard the call of God, we come to worship, to wonder, to pray, and to praise the God who knows and loves us. Gathered together, we come transparent and present. We come. Children of God, come to this moment relieved and released to experience God's knowledge of you and fully in love with you. Holy God, here and now, hold us, heal us, love us, and invite us to breathe new breath in you. Amen. Thank goodness there's a step up. Um, finally, all of you, be like-minded be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. From Peter. When I was asked to speak today about being known and loved, I decided I had to have a bit of a reflection on how it is humbling to be here, but also it's important if I'm going to speak to think about my background and the journey that I've had to the role I have here today uh, as the director of undergraduate admission. What I've realized in the work that I do is that when we're looking at each candidate and each student, we're trying to understand that these are individuals who they are or are seeking to be known, loved, and included. And in the field of the work that we do, we're learning about those stories, we're learning about the journeys that they've traveled. And in many ways, my own journey and my own experiences coming here have shaped the way that I do the work that I do and have given me an opportunity to be where I here am today. 
So if you would entertain this idea of walking back in history about my background and my family, it'll kind of give you a context as to how we do the work that we do in admissions and reaching out to students that we see on our campus. My parents are immigrants. And to some shock, they did not immigrate from the Philippines to California. They're from this remote place called Connecticut, which is on the other side of this country. Um, humbly, I say that my mother is the youngest of 12, my father is the oldest of seven, and was actually born at the foot of a mango tree in the hills of the Ilocosora province when my parents were hiding from, my families were hiding from the Japanese occupation uh, post-World War II. So when I'm standing here today, it's kind of interesting when I think, I don't think my grandparents would ever know I'd be standing in a Lutheran chapel talking about opportunities, equity, and access. But in any, many ways, I think I reflect the journey that my father and mother started nearly 60 plus years ago. Despite my parents' differences in growing up, uh, for them, one of the common values they had both from the Philippines and to this very day is the idea that education means opportunity, education means access. And when I say that, it's the idea that my mother trained to become a chemist and was recruited to be in med tech in the United States. My father actually tried to go to college because it was expected to be an engineer, but dropped out because he had an opportunity to enlist with the US Navy. So what's interesting is they both came to this country not knowing each other, but yet they met in this small town in the New York bedroom community of Stamford, Connecticut. So to paint a picture of who I am and my sister are, we grew up in a place, let's just say, that is not Southern California. And what I mean by that is, when you grow up in a community where common questions heard growing up were, where are you from? How did you learn how to speak English so well? What are you? We're very common. What's funny is that I wish I had in my arsenal today some witty repartee to respond, such as, where are you from? I would like to say, I am from here. When I'm asked, where did you learn how to speak English? I would say, here. And when they ask, what are you? I would say with pride, I am a homo. Sapien, I am human, just like you. Do you guys get the joke? Okay, good. So, <laughs> you have to keep in mind that when you grow up in a bedroom community of New York City where most of your friends' parents, when they're rolling from their jobs as stockbrokers from Wall Street and your father's leaving for the graveyard shift at the post office. And when my friend's mothers were preparing for arts and crafts on the weekend and my mom was pulling extra shifts at the hospital, you learn about work ethic. You also learn a story about how your parents have come to this country to give you resources, to guide you, to give you an opportunity to better themselves as individuals and providers for their children. And what's interesting is that my parents really value education to pay for it, but they didn't know how I was supposed to get it. So my journey to be an individual applying to college was quite different than one would imagine. Uh, the irony is that we never felt totally loved and known in our community, frankly. But we did in our home, so my parents thought, let's find a place that you can find when you go to college. So how do you find that place? This is the 80s for the older folks in the room, and we didn't have what's called Google or the World Wide Web to find that. We had books and hearsay. And what's funny is that, despite my hope to find this utopian place of equity and access, um, as an aspiring actor, a closeted young gay man of color who wants to move into the city, it was ironic I ended up at a small Catholic university deeper in the suburbs of Connecticut, still in the closet, not acting, and being forced to study physical therapy. 
talk about the cultural divide. So when I think about when I was there, I thought about all the limitations I was still given, but that urged me to find a space, to find opportunity, to self-advocate, to be involved, to kind of figure out what is it that my parents didn't give me to find that right space. and almost inspires me today to the work that I do now. You know, each job that I've had since graduating from my college has been about finding opportunities to bring this up conversation about going to college, about this idea that you can find a wonderful space. And for those of you who know me, I've worked at seven different universities. I have two degrees from two different universities. I've never gone to school where I've worked. I am obsessed with higher education because I'm mindful of the opportunities it gives, not just by myself, but the opportunities to learn from each other, to meet new people, to bring the world to your doorstep every day. And what's interesting is that, you know, nearly 20 years since my first degree, having read 50,000 applications or more, having gotten married, having two dogs, which are my children, I still find myself coming here to be the most important part of my day because I realized I got to those different points because I love this idea of promoting education. It's interesting when I think about this idea of when we review applications, we're in a position with my amazing colleagues who are right here. Hello, team. Um, you're still going to get paid whether you showed up or not. But the idea is that we have this amazing opportunity to really judge them. But the opportunity really is the idea that they're not just grades, they're not just scores. There is their humanity in their applications. There are the talents, the voices. They are the academics. They are the children of immigrants. They are the legacy families. They're the activists. They are the caregivers, the first-generation college student, the veteran. They are like my parents. They are like me. They are in many respects like our colleagues in this room. And they're basically like everybody else. They are us. So when we look to attract students who represent the depth and breadth of communities they aim to lead in the future, when they're looking for places to find where they'll be known and loved, it's important to know that we're always looking for reasons to admit them, not to deny them. It's important to know that wherever I've worked, here at Cal Lutheran, I've learned more than at any other place in higher education, I've worked at a lot of places, is that this is the one place that I get to serve as not as a gatekeeper, but an advocate. And as an advocate, it means that I'm able to talk about a community that advocates equity and access, promotes opportunity and success, and celebrates inclusion and diversity. And I often say, when a student gets their admit letter from me with my name at the bottom, as the director of admission, this is probably not what they're thinking when it's coming from Cal Lutheran University. But myself standing here today should, and I would hope, would be a clear indication of a place where they will be known, they will be loved, and included. And that is because they certainly do, as I do, with humility and gratitude to come to this space every day. Thank you. Please stand. Let us pray. Master of the universe, there is no place so vast or small that escapes your direction. You have gathered us together for just a moment in the midst of our day for us to pause and spend time with you and the people you know. Direct our deeds and our days to the glory of your name. Amen.
May the grace of God direct your feet, focus your vision, and open your ears to the needs of those all around. Amen. you do the same to others go in the name of God amen good morning great to see you how are you good